Hey everybody and welcome to episode 87 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So guys, welcome back to the show. Um... I hope you are well. Hope everything's good. I hope you're going to have a, a good start to the week. And uh, today we've got a really interesting episode. Uh, and before we get to that, I just want to say, <coughs> oh, a little frog in my throat. <laughs> I just want to say um, that we've got a couple of episodes that we, we've got lined up for you that will be coming out later, at a later date, uh, all about electromagnetic frequencies and, and, and the underwear that we're, we're going to have them on our, our shop. I'm going to have a code for you, which is going to be brilliant. Um, electrical. Electrical magnetic frequency blocking underwear, which is going to be phenomenal, uh, which is going to be coming. So that's really exciting, and I uh, can't wait to get that out to you. Um, also, uh, lots of other quality interviews lined up, um, especially around vaccinations. We've got a very, very interesting uh, interview coming up this week with David Stephen, who unfortunately lost his son um, through vaccination for a vaccine, and what's going on legally with that battle. It's going to be a, a, a fascinating episode. Um, also, guys and girls, the free four-day mini course still going strong. If anyone who's got a chronic health issue, go over to www.reviveyourself.co. And if you are struggling with a health issue and you'd like some one-to-one support uh, and a program and a structure and accountability and, yeah, that that, that, that level of a d- deeper understanding, then hit me up with an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co and we can put you in for a free consultation to see if and how we can help you. Um, but on to today's show with Daniel Coates. He's um, he's he's a guy who's who's well, he fell into sound healing uh, around two thousand and six, um, and and breath work as well. And since then, he's been going around the, the world, traveling, helping people um, get over or breaking through barriers, especially limiting beliefs. Um, and, and, and the energy that's been stored up with sound healing and breath work. And he's a fascinating guy who's, uh, interviewed him all the way from, uh, he was in Brisbane, Australia. Hopefully the sound quality is good on this. I've had a little bit of disruption recently with, with, with the Skype interviews. I wonder if it's, if it's because the, uh, people out there don't want us to get this sort of information out. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a great interview. If it is a little bit, um, jittery to begin with, just holding in there, hopefully, uh, well, I think it gets better. Um, <clears throat> so, Without further ado, here's Daniel, here's episode, enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. London and went from there with the tour. So you were, you, were, you were on tour? Yeah. And how'd it, and yes, how'd it, it, and how'd it go? Five months on tour? Actually, it was eight and a half months on tour. Yeah, <laughs> eight and a half months on tour? In total, because we did. Yeah, yeah. And where, where was you? Uh, oh, we went to, we started... In Thailand, we went to Cambodia, uh, Malaysia, Singapore, uh, UK, Ireland, Italy, Portugal. Awesome. That's and that's and that's right. and that's what you call your Santara experience. Yeah, it was a tour with the with the sound healing, but it was also I took my family with me, so it was a family trip as well. No, oh, awesome, my man. Daniel, I've just got a little bit of feedback there. Have you got Have you got any headphones you can put in? Well. Yeah, I've got, I've got my headphones in. You've got them in. All right, so it should be. Uh, maybe I don't know why that is. So, so Daniel, Daniel, when did you um? How did you even get into into this? Warren's given me a tiny bit of background, but I'd like to hear the story from, from yourself, like Santara, etc. How did you actually start with this? Oh, that's a story. Um, basically, I was working in IT in London, and uh, I really. <laughs> didn't enjoy it and in 2006 oh no not at all well it was good money and it allowed me to travel and stuff but um I did it the less I wanted to do it. so um you know the short version of the story is that uh, I went looking for something that could help me to handle the stress of being in this job that I didn't like 
and I found uh, a guy in Oxford who was doing sound healing. And I went to a session, I went to a couple of sessions, and I just got uh, incredible benefit from it. And um, so I got so much benefit from it that I just decided that that's what I wanted to do. Oh, that's awesome. So who is the guy in Oxford? Uh, his name is Alexander Massey. He's an opera singer. Alexander he doesn't Massey. even do it anymore. No. All right. When was that? What year was that? 2006. Okay. So you've been doing it about 12 years. And so he was an opera singer and he was doing similar... Was he was he doing the healing with, with, with like um, music or was it similar stuff to what you were doing? Yeah, similar to what I'm doing. He was doing healing with his voice, basically. Okay, so so it's interesting. So, so and you've been around the world. So just for people out there, what is sound healing? What is sound healing? <laughs> well, the best way I can describe it is that, well, sound healing as a, as a name is a little bit of a misnomer because it's not really the sound. It does the healing... <clears throat> what sound does is it connects with us and it shifts stuff around. So you know, sound vibration connects with us and we are vibration. You know, when you, if you look at us at a, at a deeper levels, we are energy vibrating. So sound connects with us and sound shifts stuff around. So once you shift stuff around with the sound, things change and then the body can come back into balance once blocks are blown out of the way by the sound. So that's how it works. So, you know, people who come to my sessions, they, they get a feeling of being cleared out. And that certainly was my experience when I first went to see Alexander, was this uh, clearing out. And I just felt really light afterwards. And all of that mental chatter was was alleviated for for a time so you know this is what what it does it clears stuff out shifts stuff around and allows the body to heal so how so when you do your sound healing how how i mean this is the sort of things that i've done some work before on myself that is it like the, the tuning forks and things that they pass it through and it sort of it's almost like where um, it's like acupuncture where it where it releases blocked chakras or blocked energy meridians. Is this what the sound does? It allows the, the body to sort of dissipate that, that blocked energy. Exactly. Yeah. Same principles. Right. So, yeah, same principles. So when you do it, how long generally will it last? Well, that depends on the session and it depends on the person, you know. Um, some people report that it can last, it could be a, Permanent change. You know, that's what can happen. Some people say that it lasts you know, for a few days afterwards. So it really depends on the person. It really depends on on you know the time that they do it. It's many different factors. Cool. And do you do it every so, day? My mics. Sorry. Do you do it every day? I do it every day. Yeah. Cool. But for most people, if they come to see you, yeah. so your clients, would they come to see you once a week or? What would, what would happen there? Well, I do big group events, and I kind of do them in a place once or twice a year, like Brisbane, Sydney, you know, Australia, that sort of thing, and overseas, London. I'm doing once a year. But um, you know, people can listen to my recordings and get great benefit from them as well. And I also offer one-on-one -on -one sessions. Uh, people can come and see me for a private session as well. And I combine that with something called breath work, which uh, even deepens the process even more. Right. So the recordings, these are all on your website, right? Yeah, all on my website. Some of them are on iTunes um, and also on santara.bandcamp.com, my Bandcamp page. Right. So There's I've got quite a lot of stuff there. So Bandcamp, say that again, what was that last one? Yeah, santara.bandcamp.com. Santara.bandcamp.bandcamp.com. Okay, because I'm looking, I'm looking here at your site. You've got, you've got the sound medicine, shaman's dream, and multi-dimensional. These are all different ones. So, yeah. Well, what would what would each of them be? What would what would the sound medicine be for? 
So sound medicine is something I recorded in a studio. I had a studio in my house uh, and I recorded that. But I really just did it when I was, um, you know, when something was coming through because I'm an intuitive uh, musician. So, you know, my best stuff comes just in the moment. So I might have been uh, washing the dishes or something and I'd go into the, I'd have a melody or some sort of chant come through and I'd go into the studio and record it. So that that album, Sound Medicine, came out of me. Just, uh, you know, I recorded a waterfall and I sung a the you know sung with the waterfall sound i had a friend come over with a didgeridoo one day and he just ripped out this incredible uh run on the ditch and um i sung over the top of that and uh there were some crystal bowls in there with um crystal bowls with uh voice as well so that one sound medicine is quite good for meditation and relaxation uh, it also is is dynamic in parts as well clears a lot of energy um, so yeah, that's what that one's about. And then Shaman's Dream. Shaman's Dream was recorded live in a beautiful space in in Sydney, a place called Mossman Art Gallery. It's a big old church, beautiful uh, acoustics. Uh, had a live, live event there, and I recorded it. And I had three didgeridoo players with me. I had uh, my, uh, one of my sound healing partners with me. is an amazing percussionist. And that's really a, a full live journey. And that one's a bit more shamanic and dynamic, a bit more, you know, moving, moving energy rather than being something you lay down to go to sleep with. So would these, would these, um, would these flow? Would one go into two, three, four, like in terms of, or would, would different, for example, you've got number one, sort of foundations, number two on the track is Charmin's Dream. Would they flow into each other or would they be two different things? Well, they flow into each other because that one especially was recorded as a live Perfect. journey from start to finish. But the uh, the multi-dimensional one, they they individual ones. It's because I think it's the best of live sound journeys. Yeah, that was uh, you know I recorded um, a bunch of my sound journeys in 2016 and, and took some of the best bits and put them on that album. So, so when so you know, go ahead, sorry. Mate. So you got various tracks there, some with crystal bowls, some with shamanic drums and voice, some with didgeridoo and voice. So I just try and mix it up with different instruments. So when, so for example, people can buy these and they and it'd be used for different things. When people come, when you when you do one to ones, do you, can you do one to ones over Skype? I can, yeah, and yeah, I have done. Awesome. And so, how do you? How do you tell what what's wrong with, or not what's wrong, or what's blocked with someone? What do you, what sort of things do you do you use, or what do you ask? Well, I normally have a conversation with someone about, you know, what they want to get out of this. Normally, people will tell you what they want, what they what they want to clear, right? And then, if they if it's not on the surface, then with a few, a bit of a conversation about what's going on, and a bit of a conversation about their past, you can normally work out what's uh, what's going on. Uh, and then, you know, they set an intention and then I do the sound journey. And intention is very important. You know, intention plus sound equals healing. You know, you can't, you know, intention is just as important as, as the medicine, as the sound. So intention plus sound equals healing, I like that. Um, this is why people right. can manifest, that's awesome. So these things, I want to go into that actually, but do you find, well first of all I'm going to go into this and then I'm going to ask about, about something else, but so for example, if I had limiting beliefs, so if I felt like I didn't, I, underneath I was never truly going to get what I deserve, is that something that we could we could work on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, something that people tell me from especially the live sound journeys, is that when they have the journey with me, one of the things that happens quite often is people will have a realisation about something because the sound takes them out of their head. It takes them out of their head and all of that chatter and all of that you know, self-talk that they're used to and some of that is normally not quite negative 
So it quietens all that down and it gets them into a different state, right? And in that different state, that still small voice within can talk to them and or they can have just a realisation or a, a flash about something that can be life-changing, that can shift them in whatever area it is, uh, whatever limiting beliefs they have. So that's the way that sound does it. It causes them, it creates a space for that to happen rather than planting something. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. So it sort of like opens them up. So to because there must be especially with today with all the electromagnetic frequencies and all the things going on surely i mean i mean surely our body's been bombarded is that is that why do you think this is very really important for more people to actually get into because it in terms of can it help with with that or can it help help raise your frequency or protect you from some of these things well that's a great question um it's a great question I just think that in general, whether you're talking about electromagnetic pollution or just, you know, screen time with an iPhone or too much time in front of a computer or just general, you know, the, the distractions that are everywhere for us right now. You know, when people, they step out of that distraction, whatever it is, and they come to something like what I offer, one of my sound journeys, and they're there for an, you know, an hour and a half to two hours and they're in a situation where the sound and vibration brings their mind to stillness. And that's probably something for a lot of them that they haven't experienced for a while because they haven't allowed themselves to stop, you know. And, um, you know, many people say that, you know, I get many comments saying it's the best night's sleep I've had for a long, long time because they come to the session and they get out of all of that that distraction and their mind goes still so they can relax. And that's, you know, relaxation is is healing <laughs> because most people don't take the time to relax, you know. I, I mean, I think it's one of the biggest things that's, that's causing illness all over, all over the world, Daniel, because, uh, you know, I deal with lots of women as well who are, who are trying to live like a man in a woman's body. I say it all the time, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, and and try yeah. to be everything to everyone. It's why I get endometriosis. It's why they get uh, menstrual cycle problems, uh, so, uh, ovarian cysts, uh, c- cervix cancer. Uh, men as well, like not, not. I mean, men are like pickup trucks. Always say they can flog them and flog them. Eventually, they break down, but it takes a long while. Whereas women are like Ferraris. You know, they look fantastic, but they go wrong once a month. They need extra attention, and yeah. most people aren't aren't even giving themselves time to, to heal, relax. I mean, it's almost a badge of honour today in the Western world to be burnt out and to be constantly working. Um, and our American friends are like that. You know, they absolutely take their job as in that it's their life. And it's becoming more like that over here. And getting people to relax and just slow down and do more and do less, sorry. It's so easy to do less. That's the best thing. But it's hard because we've been almost told that we need to be constantly on the go. I always say to people, you know, there's summer, um, summer, autumn, winter and spring and there's four different seasons. You cannot be in summer the whole time. You will burn out. You will go into a brownout phase. So, I mean, your sort of work doing that, I'm sure that's something that you can... I bet when you're talking to people, you can actually feel their energy. I can, um, you know, I, I, I get... Uh sense of things with them, you know, especially when I'm working one-on-one. And occasionally in a group, a group session, I'll feel, I'll feel it as well, but I normally in the group session feel it collectively. Um, and, you know, the room always feels better after than it does before, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, I do it sometimes when I'm talking, to, having consultations with clients and stuff, and I can feel the energy coming off them, like, it's just like a lot of, even for, for women, like a lot of masculine energy, just like not slowing down, just, or in their hugely in their masculine. I always say, you know, there's with 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 the sun comes the moon, with fire comes water, with day comes night. You need to have that um, that relaxation. You say, get in the mind to to relax. I'm sure you do things as well, which can can probably make the body more energized, etc. Than that, but slowing down and getting their mind to shut off. No wonder it, no wonder it. Um, 
gives them a great night's sleep. It's probably one of the only times their body can actually relax and it's probably booking in that time of you. <laughs> as you said before, you know, most people are in their fight and flight nervous system the whole time. To actually get them in their rest and digest and relax is massive. Um, and yeah, it's, it's awesome. So when, so when you, that's you, right. Yeah, that's right. And that's, um, just to, just to put something in there, that's what healing is. You know, mm. when you can get people, you can use whatever method in my case, it's sound healing to get someone into that rest and digest state, then that's what healing is because you put them in a state where their body can recuperate where their body can rebalance, where it's actually given a, a half a chance to catch up, you know? 100%. It's, it's so important. I would say we want to be in our rest and digest about 90% of the time, probably more. And you want to be in your fight and flight if you're actually like, if you're actually doing exercise really, or if you're actually scared. And most people are in it the whole time because they're constantly switched on, even when they're eating, you know, they're, they're watching TV, they're doing other things, they're never actually concentrating on their food. And when you're in your fight and flight, you don't produce the digestive enzymes in your mouth, the bile and chime in your gut, you don't digest your food properly, you're constantly in a state of alert, you store, it's just a million and one things that you do that you shouldn't, that your body's not meant to do, you know. When, if you ever see animals in the wild, they're eating their food. Is what I say to people, you never see animals in the wild, like a rattlesnake with PCOS, you know, or, or an alligator with endometriosis because they're living in accordance with Mother Nature. Um, whereas this is what we need to start doing and, and 100% I think using sound um, you know music's got powerful it's powerful you said before frequencies I mean you must uh, I'm sure you know about the work of Dr. Emoto who did that with the with the, with the water right oh yeah and yeah, so yeah. and Absolutely. so I imagine it's very similar with, with the music that heals and probably I think it was I think Paul Check was talking about this once where he said he'd if you put like music like rock music or some sort of music like that next to a plant, the plant will grow all over the place because it's the frequencies are really destructive and really negative. Whereas if you put um, like uh, opera or something like that next to a plant, it will grow tall and and strong. Have, have you heard of that before? I've had a direct experience of that. I I had a garden outside my recording studio um, a few years ago, and um, that garden went nuts. <laughs> really, it was it was. It's very, very healthy. I remember taking a photo of my garden and putting it on Facebook and people were commenting that is a very healthy looking garden. <laughs> really? <laughs> because so, um Go ahead. Yes, because you know, like I, I was sounding and sometimes with the window open I was doing healings in there and the and the, the, the vibrations were sailing out the window and the plants were were obviously uh, resonating with those sounds. So were they getting? I think they talk about like plants grow in terms of whether the frequency are, so they grow up or you know, they go they grow towards the sun, right? Because that's where the energy is. So they grow up. Was there what happened with the plants? Were they like just just healthier, thicker, stronger, taller? Yeah, all of the above. Were they? Yeah. Okay. And did they did they grow faster? Um, I don't know because I'd never grown a garden before, so I had nothing to uh, measure it against. But um, you know, I definitely we got. We got like 60 zucchinis out of the garden that year. 60? 60 zucchinis? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it must have been. I mean, 60 must... big big zucchinis. All homegrown. That's, that's awesome. So do you... No, uh, we... Sorry, go ahead. No, go on, go on. You, you, you got 60 big zucchinis. Sorry, mate. I think because a little delay, I'm thinking you're not, you're not talking and you are. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. No, 60 zucchinis, I think, yeah, we, um, we, we found 100 different things to do with, to cook you know, with zucchini that year. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think, I mean, it just shows you, people, people say, oh, it's antidotal, but it's like, how many people I know have had these antidotal experiences? Um, I use um, a, a flower of life, um, uh, flour, well, so it's like a flask, so it's like a carafe, put my water in, which, which puts frequencies through the water, so it actually uh, makes them like in a pure snowflake crystal. Um, big, big difference rather than having murky water. And it's amazing. People don't say, I always say to people, everything's energy. I even talk about food like that now, Daniel. I say, think about it as good and bad. I think of it as good energy and, and like negative energy. So you want to try and be in the black as much as possible and not be in the red. If you're going to put something bad in, make sure you have a whole lot of good. And look about it as energy, you know, instead of thinking it of just like, oh, chocolate and or whatever and green uh, and greens just think of it as good energy and bad energy and it's the same with 
I suppose it's the same with music. Is this why do you think people in the sort of the rock world, etc., can get caught into if they're in that vibrational frequency the whole time? Why they can go down certain rabbit holes that lead to their sort of self destruction? Uh, yeah, I mean, quite possibly, but you know, you could also argue that you know some people who listen to really heavy metal, you know, even death metal. Some of them find it just very cathartic. So I think it also depends on the person. You know, um, depends on the person. But I think, as you're saying, in general, uh, listening to high vibration music probably you know has has a much better effect. That's for sure. I mean, Emoto's work really proves that, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If anyone hasn't looked at Dr. Emoto's work, go and look at it. It's the work he did with water, and I mean, he was just write, writing things like hate and hate and uh, negativity and things on water put that in a freezer um and then he put another bottle of water with love peace etc in, in the freezer and when he got them out the crystal structures of the water in the love and peace was pure and crystalline and like a snowflake and in the negative negative one it was just murky and cloudy and he did this with he even did it with running water he even did it in a lake i think with monks where they went to uh <laughs> they prayed over this toxic toxic um river and afterwards, he took uh, took a sample of it, and and the, and the water was all in crystalline structures. So, I mean, I know people as well that won't even if if they've had an argument with preparing food, they won't even cook that food anymore because they think their food's going to have that negative energy in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's all about it's all about vibration, and um, this is the thing. You know, sound is just another aspect of that. So. When we're working with sound healing, we're just introducing a, a positive vibration for people, and um, it's just like eating, eating good food or, or doing yoga or walking in the forest. You know, as you as you said before, and that's a really really great way of saying it about the black and the red. You know, put more of the, the things that build your energy. You know, the positive things that build your your um, your life energy bank account up and uh, limit the things that that withdraw energy from your you know life energy bank account that's really important 100 percent. and so with 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 your sound with your music daniel do you do you have different um different tunes or different songs you'd listen to in the morning compared to noon and compared to night um Stuff that I listen to. Well, in, in general, would you, if you had a client, would you give them? Or would it be specifically what they needed at that time, or can you give someone certain like music to listen to in the morning to get the vibration, and maybe noon and night, depending on what they're, I mean, you know, trying to get them in a restful state. Would there be different things you'd suggest for them? I don't really get that specific. Well, I certainly haven't yet got that specific with people. I mean, I think just at the moment, in general, people who connect with my music they uh, it helps them generally um, especially if they're going through something tough sometimes you know listening to it can really help them relax but I don't really you know prescribe you know something in the morning something at night or the different things it's really up to them Cool. Yeah, I didn't know if you maybe like did um, if you do the personal clients, you maybe had like recordings that you could give them, give them in the morning that you wanted them to listen to in the morning just to set them up for the day, and then like things they could maybe listen to at night just to get them in a relaxed state before bed. You know. Yeah, it's a it's a great um, it's a it's a great idea, <laughs> something to explore in the future. Yeah, I mean, because uh, well, this is the thing with your. I mean, do you deal with and the same, obviously, we're not doctors, we're not prescribing anything, etc. But do you deal with any people that have got chronic illnesses? Well, certainly, people with chronic illnesses have come to my events, definitely. And people with chronic illnesses have come for private sessions. But really, the majority of people I get in my private sessions are people who want to shift something in the in the world of you know personal development, like they're they're blocked in some area, they're, they're finding it hard to overcome something emotionally or mentally and they come for a session because breath work, which is what I combine with sound in the individual sessions, it's, it's 
extremely powerful for, for shifting stuff. It's a, another level to just sound healing. It's actually deeper. So, yeah, I have people come for that um, mainly. And Not so much uh, physical ailments, but you know, I've, I've, I'm not, I'm not making any claims because no. you know, it, it doesn't. It's not a miracle. It doesn't work for everybody in every cir circumstance. No, no medicine does work for every person in every circumstance, uh, and certainly not Western medicine. That's for sure. Even though it has its place, definitely. But you know, I've I've had people who've come to me and they've you know, their knee pain has disappeared or they come to me and their cancer has disappeared. That's even happened. But, you know, that's more of a right place at the right time. You know, it's, it's like what what happened in my sound healing was a trigger for their own self-healing. It, it was a trigger for some sort of block to be moved out of the way because the body's what does the healing, right? And if you have the right situation... And where the blocks are removed, then the body does what it does best. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's always say. I've never held anyone that's given the body the right circumstances to do that. That's why we always use things like qigong and tai chi. Very important in our in our in our programs. I'm sure like it's part of the same thing. Like the breath work, getting the body is what Paul Check would call working in rather than just working out, which is powerful. So with the with the breath work, you combine uh, you combine it with the sounds when you're working with someone. I suppose that we can. Do we get people fall asleep? <clears throat> Not often. I mean, I, as a, as a as a guide with the breathwork sessions, I make sure they don't fall asleep. Right. So I I keep them awake. Um, but you know, if they've been doing the breathwork for an hour or so, um, you know, sometimes or a lot of the time, it's appropriate then to let them fall into a really deep state um, and that's where a lot of healing happens but it depends on the stage of the of the healing session in the beginning you know we've got to get some breath work happening for at least half an hour to an hour and then after that they, they can they can drop into that beautiful state of um you know stillness half an hour to an hour that's quite a long time yeah, well, my breathwork sound healing sessions go for two hours um, when all's said and done, you know. Um, people are breathing for an hour to an hour and a half. But that's, that's how long our breathwork cycle takes. Really, yeah. This really can take. Just looking at your different options, you've got get your voice out, voice coaching session for people who, who maybe have been. So this is discovering people, this is people, is this for getting people to use their voice in a better way, like in terms of different tones, etc., or is it people that are finding it difficult to actually speak in front of people? Yeah, all of the above, you know, that workshop helps people who want to sing more, helps people who want to speak up, helps people who want to use their voice for healing, so um, all of those things we cover in that workshop. I'm really? doing quite a lot of those at the moment. Oh yeah, I mean something that maybe even I could go into. We could do a podcast. It's easy to be monotone, you know, and, and or you've got to try and work on these things. There's um, I'm trying to remember. There's another guy out there. I can't remember his name. He's like a voice coach. I think he's quite big in Hollywood. Can't remember his name. He said he think he was talking about how he. Oh. Got, yeah, who is that? Is that Per Bristow? Per Bristow might be. Per, per Bristow. 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 Bristow method. There's he's a, got a he's got a he's got a uh, program at the moment. He's got a program at the moment. Yeah, it's quite popular. It was one. Of, there was you might have been him. There was there was one guy. He was saying how many octaves there are, and how many people just we just generally speak on one octave rather than going up and down. And you see a lot of people who talk great, great, great talkers. They use their you know they use all different. All different octaves when they're speaking, going up and down, and like drawing people in, and because it makes it more of a story. Because otherwise, people can switch off if they see people just speaking in one tone. Sure, um, it's hard to do, I suppose. It's it's something that you know, but it's, it's true. Though. It's the same as a story. Things are exciting, and things get a bit slower, and and it's something that people need to work on. I suppose actors, you know, they probably have to do this a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And so you've got your Absolutely. you've got your moving life energy as well, and your sound and private sound and energetic healing. So moving life energy that was a little bit what we were talking about before, right? About people trying to 
get through a specific thing that they might have stuck. Yeah, that's the breathwork sound healing session. Cool. But then there's private sound and energetic healing as well. That's a different one. Yeah, that's just sound healing. So, um, you know, that's my one-hour session, which is a private sound healing. Cool. Uh, I don't do so many of those because, um, you know, people come to my group sound healings, they normally want to go deeper with the breath work, so they come for the, the two-hour moving life energy. Cool. And so, for example, someone's dealing with a specific issue, or whatever it could be, how many times would they have to see you for that issue to finally dissipate? Or would it be something they need to do like every week to make sure that they stay on top of it? Well, you know, it just depends. I like to, you know, some people who come to me for those moving life energy sessions, they, they get the clearing in the first session. Really? Um, usually three is a good amount to make some serious progress. Um, but you know, the more, like I did, you know, rebirthing breath work, which is the breath work that I do changed my life in 2005, but I did, um, I did 30 sessions that year, you know, 30 sessions. Uh, and by doing, yeah. And by doing 30 sessions, uh, it turned my world upside down pretty much. I became a totally different person. <laughs> I what, went from, what way? I went from being, well, I went from being, you know, someone who worked in the corporate world. I didn't have much self-esteem. I didn't sing in front of people unless I was drunk. I certainly wasn't a sound healer. I wasn't a songwriter. And after breath work, I was a sound healer. I was a songwriter. I was much more confident. I had much greater self-esteem. It allowed me to step into what I wanted to do. Uh, it allowed me to... Uh, to find my wife who is just amazing and beautiful and I never would have allowed myself to uh, I would never would have thought I deserved someone like that before I did breath work but then after breath work I I did feel like I deserved that <laughs> so I manifested it you know she came in and um, we've had a fan fabulous uh, 12 years That's awesome. together and um, so, you know, I like to say that breathwork, rebirthing breathwork, there's a lot of breathwork out there and I don't really, um, I'm not a big fan of a lot of them because a lot of them are, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, uh, they're very, very intense. You know, there's a lot of breathwork modalities that are based on mouth breathing and catharsis and things like that. And that's certainly not my school. I learned from... Leonard Orr, who's the founder of Freebirthing, and it's all nose-based breathing, and really we're just putting people in the breathing rhythm they did when they were babies. And when you put people in the breathing rhythm they did when they were babies, the body relaxes, and the, and the body starts to let go of tension. And uh, that's what causes the healing, and it's a very organic process. So, um, But I, I believe that, that this style of breath work is, uh, it's, it's pretty hard to change an adult, but this stuff can change adults. Is there, is there a little, is there a little demonstration you could give us? So people audience out there just to give them a little taste, so they know what to expect. With uh, the sound or the voice stuff. Uh, um, with the sound or like the breath work, actually. Um, yeah, without video, it's kind. Kind of difficult. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> but I can explain it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can explain it. Um, well, if, um, well, for those of, for those uh, who are listening who have uh, children, you can just think back to when they were little or really little, even babies. And if you remember how you watch them breathe, they breathe in. And then when the breath has come in, they don't hold it ever. They just breathe straight back out. And they don't hold the breath on the way out. It just comes out. And then at the end of that breath, they breathe in. And then when the breath comes in, it comes straight back out. So it's this continuous breathing. And it's not – I'm not talking about hyperventilation. I'm not talking about over-breathing. I'm talking about this breathing in and let it go. Breathing in and let it go. 
breathing in, letting go, breathing in and letting go. And when you guide someone into that and you get them to do that for an hour, it's very different to how they breathe now as an adult. So what it does is it causes their body to relax and it causes them to go into a mild altered state of consciousness where the body starts to release tension. And you can actually see when, when that person is sitting in front of me and they're breathing like that, I can actually see the tension leaving their body with different little jolts out their legs and jolts in their hands. And, and sometimes, you know, they shake and, and, and different things happen and you can see the energy moving and you can see uh, that they are releasing tension. And that's how, that's how it works. It's a very, it's an amazing process. I mean, um, I, I recommend that anyone tries rebirthing breathwork, but make sure you find, um, I, I would find someone who's a Leonard or rebirther. Uh, so the website for that is uh, re rebirthingbreathwork.org. Um, you know, you're going to get a gentle, a gentle process rather than a really sometimes uh, violent. Well, not violent, but you know, in very, very, very intense. Um, no, so I'm just uh, looking up. Rebirth in Bristol. Looking up the. Um, yeah, it's, it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. Uh, oh, I think it's. Um, quickly. Oh. That's right. It's Leonard. Leonard uh, it's, it's rebirthingbreathwork.com. Dot com. Yeah. Dot com. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Rebirthingbreathwork.com. So, in rebirthingbreathwork.com, you can find the RBI directory. It's over on the the right hand side of the um, you know menu there. And um, you can see an international directory of rebirthers. And I, I would certainly trust anyone who's on that list because they've learned from him and they've learned the organic gentle way to do rebirthing breathwork where it's about breathing like a newborn baby rather than having something, you know, a really intense um, breath forced on you, which uh, I think. Is counterproductive. That, that's my, you know, any cathartic rebirth, any cathartic breath workers out there are probably going to disagree with me and they're not going to like what I just said. But really, the gentle, gentlest way is, is the most powerful. Nature, nature by, by nature is gentle, apart from earthquakes and tsunamis and things like that. But generally, everything in nature happens uh, incrementally and, and it's, in its perfect time, right? Hundred percent. So that was you said the catathetic breathwork wouldn't agree, wouldn't agree with you. Cathartic breathwork. Yeah, this is cathartic breathwork, mouth breathing breathwork, um, holotropic breathwork. I'm not a fan. Many people, it's great for them. Many people love it. Many people they get a lot of benefit. It's it's just not my path. And I I, I believe that this um, the rebirthing breathwork is a is a gentler it's a gentler path, you know, it's a, a more incremental change rather than, you know, it's trying to smash something with a sledgehammer, you know, so blocks that, don't have to, blocks, blocks don't have to be smashed with a, a sledgehammer, you know, this is thing, we can relax the body so the black, the blocks just take care of themselves, that's, that's more the philosophy that I'm talking about. Got you. So holotropic breath work and cathartic breath work would be more like taking those DMT, yeah, that's a great way to describe it. It's, it's um, you know, but for some people, that's what they they attracted to, and that's what, what they need, and that's what works for them. Um, but I would also encourage them to try the general way as well and see what what that does. You know, it, you know, with cathartic breath work and things like that, there's a lot of screaming and stuff. People scream and stuff, and um, that doesn't necessarily mean that something beneficial is happening. Uh, but the ego sort of hooks onto that and says, yeah, something's happening because I'm screaming, but it doesn't necessarily mean that something's happening. It's, it can actually be the opposite. But with rebirthing, we're not uh, going for the screaming. We're just allowing the body to relax so the body can let go of tension and 
Uh, that could be just a really gentle but powerful process. And so what about like Red Indians and the chanting they use to sort of get the vibration of the frequencies? What do you, what do you think about that sort of, that sort of work? Well, you know, they've been doing that for how long? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, think about the culture here in Australia, the Aborigines, Aborigines. it's the same thing, or similar, it's a similar thing, you know. All of these ancient cultures, Ryan, they, they used sound in their daily lives. They used it for ceremony, they used it for healing, they used it for everything. In fact, they were really disconnected from some from sound in, in some form or another. So, what do I think about you know the Native Americans and their chanting? I think that it's unbelievably great, and and that's what we're trying to do. You know, that's what I'm trying to do is sound healing is bring sort of energy into the modern world. Because they were so connected to the land and they were so connected to vibration and they were so connected to spirit. And we are distracted from that. And if we can bring in some of these things that the ancient cultures used, then we can start to find that connection again. And that not only causes healing for the individual, but that will start to cause healing for the planet. Well, 100%, you insert it in your garden, you know. But this is the modern world. Paul Check always talks about how we've lost our myths, and this is why people cling on to things such as like veganism so strongly because they want to have something to believe in um, and just different things like that, you know. Yeah. And um, we've lost our myths, and this is people like would think, oh, this is all under nonsense, sound, etc. Because in the modern world, in the Western world, in the way that our, as some people say, our human farmers have talked about, Jason Christoph would say, they've sort of made it so we're so distracted, we don't listen to the things that are important conversations like this for example that have conversations that are important we're so distracted with all the things that are unimportant we forget the things that are actually man this is like going for a walk in nature having some music having some um companionship and great communication uh and you know as you said the aborigines the red indians um even the Buddhists with their um, healing generation, you know, uh, healing, healing music, um, I think it's so important. Um, and I do think we've almost got like a, a divide. People think it's all nonsense and, you know, you see them being very ill and very sick, a lot of those people. <laughs> it's, it's nonsense until they learn that they learn the hard way. And then there's an uprising of people that do actually yeah. understand this is, this is so important, um, all this sort of work for, for, for health. And you know, these you said before, like Chinese medicine and, and Vedic medicine and the Buddhists and the Taoists, they've been around for thousands of years. They've been doing these things for how long? You know, there's there's wisdom in these yeah. things. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, I mean, it just boggles the mind. I, I remember the other day I was, um, you know, I don't know where you've heard of an Australian healer called Charlie Goldsmith. He's... um got quite famous because he's on a TV show in America on a TLC network. It's called The Healer. So, you know, this he's doing healing in the mainstream on TV. And, you know, <clears throat> there's, there's videos of him healing people and seeing their before and after where, you know, something is definitely happening. Something is happening. But then... You see comments on the video on YouTube saying, hey, people, you know this isn't real. You know this; these are just actors. And you're like, what is it going to take? What is it going to take for people to uh, be open to this? I mean, there are a lot of people who are open to it, obviously. Um, a, lot, a lot of women are open, you know. <laughs> Ninety, 95% of the people who come to my events are women. Women generally, uh, they're more intuitive and more, more um, understanding of this sort of thing. Yeah, men are more logical. And more and more men are. Yeah, men are more logical and it's like, show me the science. But the thing is, you know, these skeptics, they say, show me the science, but how do you measure 
love in a laboratory. Yeah, how do you measure? Yeah. How do you measure um, an emotional release in, in a laboratory? How do you do that? So it's like the the evidence is that someone had arthritis and now they don't. So that's you know that's just an example. So yeah. why, why isn't that okay? You know. Why is that not okay? Of course, it's not going to happen for everyone. You know, um, uh, 13 years ago, I went to a place in Brazil called Abidjania. There's a guy there. His name's uh, John of God, João de Deus. Mm. And he sees, he sees between 300 and 500 people a day for healing. And I heard about him and I thought, and I saw the stories, I read the stories of people coming out of wheelchairs. Uh, I read a book by a guy called Robert Pellegrino Estrich called The Miracle Man. And I read a story about people coming out of wheelchairs and people being healed of you know, inoperable cancer and stuff like that at this place in Brazil. So I thought, i got to go and see this guy. i got to go hang out with him. So I did. I went and I spent seven weeks watching him. And, you know... I saw two people in seven weeks get up out of wheelchairs and walk. But, you know, probably 50 or more went in front of him in wheelchairs. So it's not like it's a miracle for everyone. But the fact that he's actually helped two people get out of a wheelchair, isn't that something, <laughs> you know? That's no, amazing. I mean, it's, I think I think it's it's... First of all, you've got to be open to these things. But I think because they've almost tried to make it so much like science, it's scientism or it's basically prostitution these days. Um, and, you know, it's a funny thing because quantum yeah, physics... Well, absolutely. Well, quantum physics has just blown science, mainstream science out of the water and said, well, everything you thought is wrong. This is why people are now starting to believe the metaphysical even more because cause they've now been able to prove it. And it's, as you said, I always say that. Go on, do you believe in love? Yes. Well, measure it. Go on, where's your instrument? Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't instruments to measure frequencies before. That now there are. So just because there's nothing here That's to right, measure yeah. it doesn't mean it's not there. And I said this, everything's energy. I say to people, at a very very basic level, you walk into a room, oh that doesn't feel good. Yeah, you walk into a bar, you know that doesn't yeah. feel good. You walk out, you walk into a room. Oh, the energy in here is phenomenal. It's this this is it's like fun, very and it's yeah. your energy and it's all the things that are stopping us from feeling these things though. Constant looking at the phone, EMF frequencies, poor food, poor quality of water, but like being around people that have got these bad, all these things confuse us and get energy. And so that's what you're saying, doing these sort of healing energies, chanting, breath work, sound, allows us to sort of maybe reset us so we can actually start to feel these things again. That's right. I mean... Look at our, our model of healing in the Western world. It's like, so think of cancer, for example. You know, cancer, most people get cancer and, and, and they're presented with three options. You have an operation, you have chemotherapy, or you have radiation or a combination of those things. And that's what we're, that's what we're offered. But, you know, everyone has cancer cells in their body, right? I've got cancer cells in my body, but my immune system can take care of them because I've got enough resources. So what's the difference between me and someone who has cancer? It's just the person who has cancer, their immune system is just off fighting too many fires to be able to deal with the proliferation of cancer cells. So do you then bombard that with chemicals through chemo, which sometimes works, obviously, or can you just give the power back to the immune system. It'll do the same thing without ruining your body, you know. Um, cancer's just like, you know, there's, there's no money in the bank account anymore. It's gone into it's gone into debt. You've gone into debt in the energetic bank account. But if you can clean up some messes, clean up the parasites in your body, clean up the, you know, heavy metals in your body, clean up the toxins in your environment, clean up your diet, clean up your thoughts, clean up your relationships, clean up a whole bunch of stuff, then the immune system has has um, 
some power back that it can use to fire the cells. And then there's the other things like cancer needs sugar to survive. You know, no one tells you that. And cancer can't live in an alkaline body, you know, things like that. So this holistic view of, of healing that the mainstream says is woo-woo is really commonsensical at the deepest levels because it's like the body knows how to heal itself. It just needs to be given half a chance. And things like sound healing and meditation and yoga and, you know, eating properly and all of these things, they work as cofactors in the healing of the human being. And I don't see why that's so out there. Do you know what I mean? It's because we've been brainwashed to believe that left is right and right is left. And, and like you see, this, it's amazing. Like, yeah. I always remember a story I get when one of my friends was around my house and I was drinking like a fermented greens drink with some of the best <laughs> organic, well-crafted, phenomenal greens drink. And she was like, oh, what's that? I was like, I told her what it was. It had like Krebs cycle minerals in it. I mean, two scoops of it is the equivalent of $260 worth of organic produce. It's from living fuel. And... um and I was like, "Do you want some?" She's like, "Yeah, I have it." And then her boyfriend was like, "Oh no, you better be careful. You know, it might, it it might do something bad to you." And I was like, "Really?" And she was like, "Yeah, you never know, do you?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, okay, I don't know. Cool. I've been doing this like nine years, but cool. No worries, mate." I said, "No worries." Then uh, two minutes later, he gave her a cheese string, and I was like, "Are you fucking insane? You just turned down something that's like the best food on the planet, and you've given her plastic to eat." And my greens from the best places are, are dangerous. And you're just giving her food that can't even be digested. And my thing might ruin her gut. I was like, good one. And this is what I mean. People, because it's on, it's okay. It's, it's been advertised on TV. It must be good for you. Or, you know, cancer research adverts. I'm going to be honest with you. They, they just they just disgust me. I can't even bother to watch like, it. It's like it preying on people with big hearts who want to help cure cancer. Stand up to cancer. It's like, shut up. Uh, you're part of the problem, not the solution. You know, people like yourself are part of the solution, Daniel. People, what we're doing, you know, as you said before, cancer's not a death sentence. Cancer is the body crying out for help. It takes 10 to 15 years to develop cancer. Um, and it's, it's just it's one of the issues, yeah. you know. And I say to people, give the body the, chart, the right circumstances to heal, and it will. It, it wants to be healthy. Its natural state is health. We just have to get out of our own way and stop looking at all this nonsense that we've been told is what we need to do in terms of have a, have a good life, you know. You step out of the way, go for a walk in nature, clean water, stop putting chemicals in your skin all the time, you know, a million and one things that people are doing. Um, and just, yeah. as you say, you know, it's woo-woo. It's like, well, how woo-woo is it that, you know, look at, back at our past in the 1940s, yeah, how many people were obese in the 1940s? Not many. How many people were dying of cancer? Yeah. Nowhere near as many. Um, Not many, yeah. You know? And is that, is that like, um, people say, oh, it's diagnosed more now. No. <laughs> it's absolute nonsense. Um, it's all the things we're doing. It's no, you can't be, uh, it's almost like, it's almost like people um, just don't want to believe. Or no, it's just because they've been, if you honest with you, Daniel, you probably didn't know. Um, you may have done. I didn't know all this when I was young. I I got ill at seventeen, you know. And if I hadn't gone through the five years of what I went through, I wouldn't be where I am today. And you said you you stumbled across this in two thousand and six. Would you would you know as much as you know today if you hadn't gone through that? No, no, not at all. I mean, it's it's our it's our experiences that we have that that shape us. You know, it's like. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be on this path. Um, it was even earlier than that. In 2002, I had a girlfriend at the time who got sick, and doctors just threw drugs at her, and, and they, they actually even misdiagnosed her. They, they told her she had something, and I, I just had to look on the internet at pictures of the thing that they said she had, and you could tell by the pictures that, that she didn't have that, but they gave her the drugs for that thing, and um and like she was in the in the doctor's surgery for eight minutes and or she had to wait eight months to see a dermatologist and she, she was in the office for eight minutes and walks out with a prescription 
and for something she didn't have and, and then those drugs just made her depressed and that sort of sent us both on a journey of work trying to work out what was going on and into natural medicine and stuff like that. So, you know, it's these experiences that, that, um, that lead us to this stuff and as you were saying before, sometimes people need to go uh, into you know, a deep challenge like something like cancer to be able to wake up. But uh, unfortunately, a lot of people don't. And um, you know, as you were saying about cancer research, yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not looking for a cure because the cure is already here. It's called the immune system. Yeah. Yeah, what we, what we do is we'll um, put you in a cooker and we'll cook you for radiation and hope that nothing grows back or we'll, yeah. um, or we'll, we'll, we'll destroy you with uranium and hope only the good stuff grows back. And if you're one of the lucky percentage, maybe that happened. It's like, you know, it's just but people do it because they they get they get scared. Um, look, I'm saying people get scared. It's amazing what doctors can do. Oh, if you don't do this, you'll be dead in six months. You tell someone that, what happens? You know, power of mind is is huge. Um, and we've been told to think that doctors are rock stars. I used to think it. It's all right. Do what you want. You get take a pill. Eat what you want. I didn't know how important food was to my body and my cells and my vibration and my skin mm. and. And how, and how important the people I, sp- I spent time with was and what I put in my mouth and also what I consumed through my ears and my eyes was. And as you said before, this is I was someone who was massively sceptical of this when I was younger. And it's only when you get into it, you realise, oh my God, everything I've been told <laughs> is, uh, yeah, it's almost in reverse. Um, and, you know, it's only from going through that yourself. And you have to keep an open mind. Obviously, you don't want the charlatans out there saying stuff, but the more you go down a rabbit hole, the more you realise that, you know, anything's possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. No. Oh, awesome. Daniel, mate, we've kept, you for, so. say, we've kept you for about an hour. For people that want to... Uh, so people that... Obviously, you mentioned the um, rebirthinbreathwork.com, but, you know, you said you work with people all over, so if people do want to work with you... They can have a Skype session. Yeah, I can do sound healing over Skype. I can also do voice, you know, vocal coaching, my um, voice liberation stuff over Skype, and also just general health coaching. You know, that's something I, I do with people as well. That's stuff I can do from anywhere in the world. And I'm touring um, with my sound healing. I'm going to live in Bali, so that I'm closer to Europe and also close to Australia so that I can, you know, go to Europe, go to, go, go to England. I very much enjoyed touring England uh, this year and Ireland and Scotland. Uh, I found that people were extremely open to uh, what I was offering. and uh, There is a, a lot of transformation happening. More and more people are starting to uh, open up to this sort of thing. Uh, I found that all over the world, uh, even though I only went to 11 countries, and all of those countries, I felt like you know, there was a real, real change foot. Yeah, I think so. I think you know, they, they can catch me uh, online. I I post a lot of stuff on Facebook, on Santara Music, uh, lots of videos, uh, and. You know, um, meditation. You know, sound meditation tracks uh, that they can just stream straight off Facebook. Uh, if they want more, they can obviously buy stuff off Bandcamp or off iTunes. But um, I do post a lot of uh, free stuff for people, and I go live uh, quite a lot at my events. Um, when I'm doing the sound healing, I, I'll, I'll broadcast it. Are you on? Are you on uh, Instagram? Yeah, Instagram as well as Santara Music. So every everything, um, so YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Perfect. I'm Santara, Santara Music. Um, but yeah, I hang out mainly on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. Guys and girls, Daniel, thank you very much for, uh, for coming on and sharing. And um, I think that people, if, if you're dealing with something like that, I think it could be really um, – beneficial to get in touch with jason obviously when you're in in england uh jason sorry jason i'm thinking i've got it's written down it's just written down john of god and for some reason i thought it was jason um daniel um 
Daniel, if when 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 you're next in England, if you're about, I'd love to meet up with you and uh, probably have an interview or have a chat in uh, in person. Sounds great, Ron. Yeah, awesome. Have to, get, have to get your dates going. But thanks a lot for coming on, my man. Oh, my pleasure. It was great talking to you. Really great. So, guys and girls, that was Daniel Coates, all about sound healing and breathing. It's a quite a fascinating episode. Um, and as he said, you know, you can reach out to him at his website um, if you if you're interested in working with him, or he's got some great great um, soundtracks there for people that want to use them. Um, and he's actually going to be doing some more uh, tracks, releasing some more tracks. So look out for that in the future. I want to get him back on the show when he's done that, and we can just talk a little bit more about about the. Uh, about what everything he's putting together and um yeah very very interesting guy uh so hope you enjoyed that episode uh, any questions you've got about it head on over to his website ask him or send me an email or send me a message uh, it'd be good to to hear from you but sound healing <coughs> as we talked about on the show sound healing all all that all and breath work it's just about removing blockages in your body um and and you know, even today in today's world, the metaphysical um, quantum physics is showing like all the scientists used to think this is woo-woo stuff. This is not woo-woo. It's how we talked about on the show, how you can walk into a room and just see the energies are for you. If you walk into a room and you really feel that the energy is right, you know, you can feel that. You can feel the energy. But if, when you meet somebody, you can feel straight away, do you like them? But can you feel their energy come off them? What are they like? You know, it's just where you are. And if you've got blockages in you, then they're going to cause issues um, from your health or just from a mental and emotional standpoint or from a psychological standpoint. So it's really uh, in your best interest to get them ironed out. So that was, uh, yeah, Daniel. Awesome episode. Um, as always, guys, head on over to www.reviveyourself.co. Lots of articles on there for you. We've got a free four-day mini course if you're dealing with a chronic issue and you want to know the basics of how to start helping yourself. And um, if you are dealing with a chronic health issue and you'd like to put it behind you then uh, and you want some one-to-one support and, and one-to-one help and, and a structure and a program to go through that then give me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co and we can uh, book, a, book a call to have a chat about if and how we can help you and we can go from there otherwise guys and girls that's it for this week stay happy stay healthy and i'll speak to you soon bye-bye if you're struggling with gut issues such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today.